this letter. Nesiva Shalom, Slam Rebbe. We begin the third book of the Torah, Vayikra. It's a short piece by the Slanomer, but I think a very beautiful piece. So we begin. It's page Yudalad. Uh, Moshe, uh, Hashem called out to Moshe, and Hashem spoke to him from the Almoid, and he said, Adam, Kiyakrav Mikem Karban Lashem, if a person offers a Karban to Hashem. So, of course, this is introducing the whole uh, Torah's Kohanim, third book of the Torah, Vayikra, is all about the Karbonos that we bring. The first points out the root of the word Karban is Karov. The purpose of a Karban is not some barbaric, ancient, outdated, archaic, carnivore ritual. The purpose of a Karban is to create, to yield the result of Karov. We draw close to Hashem. How do we draw close to Hashem? When we slaughter the animal in us. Every human being is made up both of a Nefesh Bahami. We have an animal instinct, an animal impulse, an animal temptation, an animal drive. Could be to eat incorrectly, could be to talk in shul, could be to the animal voice inside us that just says, satisfy the, that urge, scratch that itch. And we also have a Tzalem Elokim, a Chelek Elokim, Mamash. We have the capacity to rule over it, to be disciplined over it. So that's what the Torah is telling us, Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, from inside us. And why does the Torah use the word Adam, not Ish? It's a beautiful Ksav Sofer, who says Adam is reminiscent of the original Adam. It's reminding us that every time we make a mistake, every time we have poor judgment, every time we do something wrong that requires us to bring a Karban, it's because we emulated the original person, Adam. Adam passed the buck, he didn't take responsibility, and we take responsibility by bringing the Karban. So it's not Ish Ki Mikem Karban, it's Adam Ki Mikem. Anyway, Yisab Bebez Avram says the Salam Rebbe, Bahadukas Vayikra Balosha Nistar, Velonam Ramiu HaKorei. It says Vayikra El Moshe. He called to Moshe. Moshe was called. But it doesn't tell us who called him. Shemurumaz Bezabas Kal Yotzez Bechoyom Ameras Shuvu Banim. So the Beis Avram says that the reason it says Vayikra El Moshe, it's very ambiguous. And Eli was called. Who called him? When did he call him? Why did he call him? Very uh, mysterious. It's a reference to the Baskal, the heavenly voice that goes out every single day. And it calls, what does it call? It calls us to return to Hashem. This Vayikra, the notion that we're each called upon, that we're called, is not just to Moshe. It wasn't a one-time event. But it's something that happens in the heart of every Jew all the time. So the Bashem Tov asks about this Baskol. He says, Either way, if we don't hear it, so why is it going out? And if it's going out, why don't we hear it? What's going on? What's the purpose of a Baskol going out that we don't hear? Ubir and the Bashem Tov explains, that this Baskol that goes out, basically the message of Harsinai continues to reverberate throughout the year, throughout the air. That the values, the ideals, the inspiration, the spirituality, the access to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the nourishment of our Neshama, all of that, the radio waves are out there. But you've got to pull up your antenna. right? There could be radio frequency playing all the time. The question is whether you're picking it up. Afil so sometimes a person has their antenna extended. It could be you've witnessed a miracle, the birth of a child. It could be you've experienced a coincidence. 
could be something's worked out for you that you never thought would. It could be that you just have some epiphany, some breakthrough. It could be you went through some cathartic moment and you healed from a trauma in your life. Who knows what the reason, what the impetus is, but a window opens in which at that moment, for whatever reason, your antenna is extended and you pick up on this baskol. And we see it all the time. A person has this, this burst of inspiration. A person feels alive. A person goes from a place of, of darkness and withdrawn and despair to a place of hope and optimism and, and feeling a, a skip in their step. They feel alive. Instead of a Kodesh Baruch Hu being cloaked in darkness, instead of wondering whether he's there or making purpose, making meaning of your life, you feel like everything makes sense. And you have no doubt, absolute confidence there's a Hashem and He loves you. And you feel purpose-driven. So what is the cause of all that? Because in that moment you've picked up on that baskal. In that moment your antenna is extended and you're hearing that message. You're heeding the call of Vayikra. So a wise person who understands that this moment is fleeting, right? I just, I sat in incredible kumzits. I lost myself in song. I had an incredible sheer, an incredible conversation that really transformed me. I, I went on an amazing vacation or trip. I read a book. I did something that makes me feel alive, that makes me feel on fire, that makes me just can't wait for the next Shemona Esrei, can't wait for the next act of chesed, can't wait for the next moment of learning Torah, can't wait for, I'm, I'm so in love, I just, I can't wait for the next moment of conversation with my spouse, which is making me feel alive. So a person, a Chacham of Barosho, realizes that that's fleeting, it could disappear. So they try to capture it, try to bottle it, be able to come back to it later. So what it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls us is that he tapers, he individualizes, that he calls us in the area and the arena that's relevant for us. Hashem called out to Moshe, you're talking about the omnipotent, infinite God calling to Moshe. So if he literally physically called audiologically, did I make up that word? If he called, so why didn't the rest of Klai Yisrael hear? You know, true that it's a pretty big people and it's a large camp, so maybe the other side of the camp couldn't hear. Whoever was sleeping in the tent next to Moshe's, why didn't he hear God call the Vayikra? And the answer is HaKadosh Baruch calls to each of us in different ways. You know, sometimes you can listen to the same shir or someone, you go, that was incredible. Uh, the davening, you walk away, you say, ah, bounce in your step. My neshama's on fire, that was amazing. Eh. Someone else tells you, read this book. you got to read this book. It changed my life. You read it. You say, eh, I don't know what you saw in it. Different things speak to different people. And I'll go even further and tell you, different things speak to different people at different moments of time. I sometimes come across a Dvar Torah. I'm like, eh, that's not a good Russian. And I put it in my file. And the next day I come across it. Wow, that's geschmack. That's unbelievable. So sometimes different things speak to you in different moments of time. Different personalities, different speakers, different Tivri Torah, different books, different moments. We know the word Vayikra ends with a small Aleph. If you want, you can read the word Vayikra. If you omit the small Aleph, you choose to overlook it, then you read it as Vav Yud Kuf Reish Malashon Mikra, happenstance, chance. You can read it that all the calls from HaKadosh Baruch Hu are really just chance. Return, come back, come home to your root, to your core. A king sends his son far away. 
So he sends his son far away, and then he sends him letters where he gives uh, hints and allusions to how he should behave. So this is so cliched, and we all know this, I understand that, but it's worth reviewing and being mindful of, is that we go through a life, and so many of the things that we dismiss as, ah, oh, what a coincidence, what were the odds? That's really Kodesh Baruch calling us. We're supposed to interpret everything in our life, not as chance, not as coincidence, but there's a message. Vayikra. What looks as mikra is vayikra. It's not chance. It's not happenstance. It's really Kodesh Baruch calling us. I've told the story a million times, but it best illustrates this. The guy is running late for an important interview, and he can't find the parking. You all know this. I've said it so many times. And he can't find the parking spot, and he starts negotiating with Kodesh Baruch Help me find the parking spot. Hashem, I'm going to uh, learn the daf yomi, and I'm going to be quiet and shul, and I'm going to give tzedakah, I'm going to do all these things. So he circles one last time, and punk, there's a spot that opens up right in front of the business, in the front of the building, where he has his interview. So the man pauses as he's about to pull into the spot. He looks up and he says, "Never mind, Hashem, I found one." Right. So you know, when the parking spot opens for us in that moment, so do you say, "Oh, mikra, chance, happenstance"? Huh? What are the odds? Or do you say, "Vayikra, Kashbarka is calling me. He's calling me minimally to notice that he just did that for me." But really, he's calling on me more to examine my life, to reflect, and to talk about where am I, where am I going, and how am I going to get there? How can I be the best version of myself? Every experience that we have, every moment, is either mikra or vayikra. We have the choice which one it's going to be. It's either chance or Hashem's calling. Maybe that's why the Aleph is small to tell us that if you look for it, oh. it'll be vayikra, as opposed to vayikra. I thought you were going to say something different. The Aleph is small, you've got to look for it. You've got to look for it to turn it from mikra into vayikra. Beautiful. Shmak Eli Neger, thank you very much. <laughs> but maybe also, the only way that you see a Kajborhu is if you make yourself small. Mm. You have to, with humility. Or maybe the Alf small, the Alf Zelakim, the Aluf, and he's small. So what jumps out at you is Vayakar. Oh, it's Mikra, that's what jumps out at you. But that's what you're saying. The Aleph, the Elok God, is small. You've got to look for him and write him into the story. Which, of course, is everything we're saying as we're approaching Purim. This is the story of Purim, this is the essence of Purim. Kashbarku's name is not in the Megillah. You could read it and omit his name and so and dismiss it as, as chance and happenstance. Oh, what a string of coincidences. And our mission is Megillah's Esther, to be Megala the Nister, to reveal that which is hidden. A second suggestion. A Jew sometimes goes through difficult times. Yitzhara overwhelms us. And we overcome difficult tests. So a person feels that we don't have the strength to uh, over to endure. So you can have Tainan Hashem. How come the next person doesn't seem so challenged? They don't have to work so hard in order to overcome. But the truth is, as we spoke about yesterday in Shul, that we're not competing with other people. The only one we're competing with is ourselves. It's not a matter of finishing the race, the marathon, ahead of anyone else. It's a matter of finishing the marathon. The only one we're competing with is ourselves. Kishbor put us in this world to overcome our own challenges, our own obstacles. How come my, how come my Yitzhahara, how come my challenges are so much more difficult than the next person? First of all, I would contend, you have no idea that they're more difficult. You have no idea what the challenges are of the next person. You have no idea. And if you learned, you probably wouldn't switch. The famous, everyone would pick up their peckle and go home. So first of all, your challenges likely are not more difficult than the next person. But second of all, because your challenges are meant for you. Wherever we have a, we have a Masora, that wherever area is our greatest struggle is also, it's revealing to us, it's our area of our greatest strength. 
that if we could overcome, endure in that area of struggle, we would also then realize uh, our greatest potential. So this is where the Yitzhahara is, is the strongest on us. Because what happens? We say, hey, how come I have to deal with this Yitzhahara that my friend doesn't? So what do we do as a result? We neglect trying to fix that Yitzhahara. Because we're resentful of the fact that we struggle with it and our friend doesn't, we fix everything else but it. So really the Yitzhahara has a double win. It wins on the detail and the specific thing in which it's bringing you down, and it wins on the bigger picture, where it's gotten you to concede or forfeit, even trying to confront him at all. As we were saying, we have this Mesorah. What's the Vayikra in Lashon Nistar? It means that the hardest area that we face is the area that Hashem put us in this world to correct. It's our destiny, it's our fate to have to struggle, to battle with it. Some people have Yitzhahar with food. Others have Yitzhahar with substances. Others have Yitzhahar with anxiety. Others have Yitzhahar with sexuality. Others have Yitzhahar not to learn. Some have Yitzhahar to talk and shul. People have different Yitzhaharas. So wherever is our greatest Yitzhahar, Kodesh Baruch is Vayikra. He's calling out to us. He's hinting to us that in the area of our greatest struggle is the area of our greatest breakthrough. If we can conquer that area of our greatest struggle, we will have experienced the area of our greatest breakthrough. So the Gemara there says, what's Tshuva Gemura? The Rambam codifies this. It's a famous kind of paradox in the Rambam, that if you do Tshuva properly, you never get to Tshuva Gemura. Tshuva is, stay away from the influences, stay away from the enticements, stay away from the temptations, the things that brought you down previously, don't expose yourself in the future. That's tshuva. Then the Rambam writes, what's tshuva gemura? To be back in the exact same situation with the same person, and he writes even, it's the same level of lust. Meaning, if when you were 22 years old, you had yichud in a room with a woman who you weren't married to, and you violated, you crossed the line, it's not tshuva gemura if you go back in there when you're 80, and you have no temptation, no lust, and no capacity to act on it. So you have to have the same capacity and the same level of attraction and the same energy and the same temptation and the same place, and yet you persevere, you endure, that's tshuva gemura. So the Salam Rebbe's play on this is that why is it that it's only tshuva if you go back to the same woman, the same place, the same thing, and you persevere? Because you're going back to the same area of your temptation. That's his point. What makes you a Baal tshuva? What makes you a Baal tshuva, Baal tshuva, here he's using euphemistically, means what makes you a person who's had the greatest breakthrough? What makes you a person who's met his purpose has conquered his greatest temptation. When you're in Oso Makum Oso Isha, Oso Zman, that you're going back to the same circumstance. Shem Zimel HaKadosh Baruch Hu Perek Makum Zev Tanayim Elu. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu invited you, presented you, in this time, in the same place, in the same conditions, Oso, it's a song in Shadavka B'Tanayim Elu, Hu Yachol Sakin Is Indian, Shilmana Yarla Olam. Why is he putting you back in the same circumstance? Right, that's the answer to the paradox in the Rambam, is that you should do tshuva, Tshuva Gemura is not something that you can seek out. It can only happen to you if you happen to find yourself. But that's exactly what the Salam Rabbi is saying. And why is it that you happen to find yourself back there? He said, Rebona Shalom, I spent the last five years doing Tshuva. So I've stayed away from those circumstances which have brought me down. And you put me back here? Like, whose side are you on? So the answer is, Hashem says, I'm on your side. I want you to be your best self. And to be your best self, to break through and realize who you are and who you could be, you have to go back to there because that's why I put you here. I put you here to conquer this. 
Don't eat those potato chips at 12 o'clock at night. Don't look at that thing on the internet. Don't share that Lashonara. Don't cut corners in business. Don't lose patience. Don't, whatever your biggest struggle is, that's why I put you here. So don't run away from the struggle as if bitter and resentful and in denial that you have it. Embrace the struggle because in that struggle is the window to why you're here. Adarabah. These conditions help you to fulfill your purpose in this world, your duty here. If you didn't have all those conditions, i.e. same person, same place, same temptation, you would not be able to fulfill this distinct purpose, reason you're here. Oh, this is our avoda. The sakin is so most of us just want to coast through life. And we will, most of us spend our lives imitating other people's lives. I just, want the, I just want the peace. I just want the serenity. I just want the tranquility. I just want the comfort and the ease that the next person has. Or on the outside seemingly has. Again, as, as a Rav who has the opportunity to, the privilege of being invited into people's private life to, to help them and support them, I can tell you that many or most of the people who on the outside look like they have it all, have next to nothing. You know, what's the expression? Nebuch, there are some people who are so rich that all they have is money, for example. Nebuch, there are people so rich, all they have is money. So the person who looks like they have it all, Labdavka does. So we spend our life, I just want to coast through life. I just want simple. I just want to go to work, come home, crack open my beer, binge watch my Netflix, maybe open my Dafyomi, and call it a day. But that's not why we're here. That's not why we're here. And, and, if you get that life that you crave, you'll find quickly it feeling very unfulfilled and very empty, and very hollow. But when we conquer, when we have an area of challenge, we conquer it. And it's never conquered. It's really managed. The moment you think it's conquered is the moment you're most vulnerable to, to lose. So you have to realize that it's a lifetime of managing whatever that area of challenge is. But when, we, when we're able to successfully manage it, the level of fulfillment, of, of purpose, of happiness, of joy far outweighs and far supersedes whatever you gave up in the process. So whatever geschmack you got from the alcohol, the drugs, the addiction to pornography, the losing your cool and flying off the handle, the whatever area a person has to conquer, whatever immediate gratification that gave is, is insignificant compared to the satisfaction of living a disciplined life where you're in control. So Akash Baruch says, Vayikra, wherever you're struggling, that's Hashem calling out to you that this is where, this is why He put us here. This is what we can work on. This is what reveals to us who we're meant to be and how to get there. And what a gift that Vayikra is. Because if you woke up in the morning and you lived your life and you said, I don't know what I'm here. What am I supposed to be working on? What should I take on next? Why am I here? What am I meant to be doing? It would be a very uh, mysterious life and you'd never have the satisfaction of knowing. So the Vayikra is that a Kaddish Baruch calls out to us when it becomes clear what we're struggling with. And that struggle is revealing to us. It's a gift. It's a gift from Hashem to have revealed to us what we need to work on. This is why our neshama was put in our guf. Kesh Baruch could have put us in a different guf, a guf that didn't crave those things, a guf that didn't get pleasure from those things. Why did he put us in this guf? He put us in this guf on purpose because he wants our neshama to transcend the guf. If you fulfill and you achieve countless other areas, but that area you've conceded, 
you just give in and you just do, so then you have not fulfilled the reason you're here. And that's why, what is the calling? Vayikra, Hashem calls out to us. And where is it? What is He calling out to us? It means from you and from inside you. So it's Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. He wants you to give up something from you. It's inside you. Inside you wants to drink. Inside you wants to smoke. Inside you wants to look at. Inside you wants to speak. Inside you wants to behave a certain way. So Mikem, he's asking you to give up that thing inside you. Mikem. Adam Kiyakriv. The most precious gift you could give Hashem is when you're willing to do the right thing, even when it means of giving up. What, what you think makes you distinctly you, or what you crave the most. So when you sacrifice just the animal, so that's korban chem. Don't just go through the motion superficially of bringing the animal, that's the easy part. Buy the animal, slaughter the animal, barbecue the animal, that's the easy part. What's supposed to be occurring, the result of doing the external Right, there's the Maisa and the Kiyam. The Maisa is you bring the animal. But the Kiyam is supposed to be Kiyakrev Mikem. It's supposed to be you, you've changed something inside you. Where you've changed something inside yourself. That which is hardest to you, that which you struggle the most with, that's what you're supposed to give to Hashem. So, means the Yetzirah, it confuses us. And it tells us to do all kinds of mitzvahs and good deeds, but we don't understand why. Sometimes the enemy tries to ensnare you. So it gives you the illusion that you're winning so that it can then come up on the other side, and that's when it's going to really take you down. That's when it's going to really take you down. Who was here recently and described the Air Force, the planes they sent up in the air? Which speaker? Oh, it was Ben-Gurion's grandson. He told that story, that the head of the Air Force sent up the plane, and, and, and when the, was it Egyptian? Uh, yeah. Jordanian, the Egyptian, then he quickly dunked, and the other guys came in. There. So you give the enemy the illusion that they have you, and then they get cocky and arrogant, and then you can swoop in and, and you take them out. So that's how the Yitzhahara works with us. Yitzhahara says, yeah, yeah, you're winning. You got to dafyomi. You make it dominion. Yeah, you're winning. You're winning. And then now, when you're alone at night with the internet, now you're vulnerable because you feel pretty good about yourself. I'm a decent Jew. I go to daf, I go to learning. Or, you know, so you're impatient with your wife or children. Or at work, you're cutting corners a little bit. You're not really reporting everything on taxes. But the Yitzhahara gives you the illusion that you're winning in, in other areas. So your guard is down because you think you're winning. And that's when it, boom, it goes in for the attack. So that's exactly here. You know, you're going through the motions. Korban chem. You're bringing bakar tzon. You're bringing, you, know, you, you go to the minion. You go to davening. Aye, but you talk the whole time. You come late, you leave early. You have no kavana. It's okay. He said, put the maktaras from a cloth so you're good to go. Od yeshlom re'inyan adam kiyakari ken korban Hashem. Maimar ba'ashem tova kodesh chusi yogin aleinu. Kasher yitzhara ma'pel yehudi avara az avara'a o yirara so the Bashem Tov also says, Adam Hashem means when the Yitzhahara makes a person have a, a impure love or an impure fear, or you should realize that nothing impure comes to, from, to this world from Shemaim. 
If you feel this tremendous influx of love, so you're drawn to loving the wrong thing. You're loving food, you're loving, you're loving images, you're loving substances, you're loving money, you're loving power, you're loving celebrity, you're loving... If you feel this tremendous swelling of love, our mission is to channel, to redirect the love. Because Baruch doesn't give the midah of love to be applied to something that's less than holy. So when you feel the love, great. Embrace the love, lean into the love, and now redirect the love to something worthy. You should be makriv a karbon, mikem. Where should you bring the karbon from? Mida keneged mida. So if a person feels a swelling of a mida ra, they're tempted to feel anger or envy. All of the order mida keneged mida, shiarim mida zula shem izbarach. So adam kiyakrev mikem mida keneged mida. So this is our mission. How do we make the? How are we makriv? We're makriv mikem. You know when you have to sacrifice is that when you're feeling that emotion towards something else, redirect it, rechannel it. Kiata is masuga like bia mida zula kedusha. When you only bring it from an animal, that's just korban chem. You're bringing it superficially, externally. You're trying to get away with just bringing the animal. But when you bring it from inside yourself, you elevate yourself, you redirect and you channel it to transform yourself, then you're giving it mikem, mida keneged mida, then you're giving it from inside us. So it's a very powerful piece. Uh, Vayikra, the small aleph, is we should interpret everything in our life as not happenstance or chance, but it's Hashem calling us. Now the challenge is, what do we answer? What, what is He calling us to do? That He doesn't explicitly, we don't have the play call. That we've got to come up with. And it's a process of elimination, and we have to play with it, and we have to try to settle on it. So what's the hint? The hint of the Vayikra, of what He's calling us to do is, where is our area of biggest challenge? What do we want to do the least? What is the hardest thing to do? That's what we're meant to do. That's who we're meant to be. And if we can conquer or manage or grow in that area, that's our area of biggest breakthrough to help realize who we are meant to be.